0: Coração, que,
1: but Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Italian-born Baltimore-based jazz vocalist and composer Irene Yalenti. She talked with the program about her life and music and her debut 2021 CD called Dawn. On this long-awaited debut album, she claims a place in the jazz world for her musical talents, featuring guest appearances by two international cats, trumpeter Sean Jones and vibraphonist Warren Wolf. She is from the central Italian region of Umbria and came from a musical family. Her father was a record store owner and immersed her in all sorts of music and encouraged her to take piano lessons from a very early age. She has
0: a great story. Enjoy.
2: Thanks for taking a minute after the show today. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, thank you for for inviting me. Absolutely, that was such a pleasant surprise.
2: Good, yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to you about the new album. So, talk to me a little bit about down. It, it's coming out during this pandemic, where we've had very limited access to fans over the last year, year and a half.
0: What does this album mean to you? <laughs> well, it means a lot of things to me. It's uh, first of all, it's a uh, you know, it's a debut record. I've always didn't want it to produce a record, but um it just never felt quite right. It's like I couldn't, you know, find my, my real identity and I didn't want to just throw out, you know, a regular record, like full of standards that have none of my personality. And so I kept holding back. But last year, because I had so ex, so much extra time in my hands, uh, and I was in the, in the house, I really I really was able to discover d- different things about my my musicality. Um I've always been a little bit afraid of exploring my compositional uh, side of my musicianship, but last year it is like I I really found the way to unblock my so-called writer's block in some way, and it was due to a deep dig into the, the 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 song that opens the record is A Personal Arrangement of Beautiful Love, and I wrote it two, three days before going into the studio. It was very, I don't know, it was very inspired. So everything happened um, in a very organic way. I don't know if I'm making any sense, and I, yeah. I apologize if some of my <laughs> um, phrasing might not be... Definitely, but you know I'm Italian, so we <laughs> what this art form is for. And so, through listening to my uncle's record and uh, thinking about you know my ancestors and what they did with the music, I kind of opened a little passage through my soul, and I was able to connect to a different, on a different level, with music and reconnect to the know why I started doing music. And that really started the whole process for the record from writing songs to uh writing new arrangements um i mean i wrote you know for a debut album you have
2: guest appearances by sean jones and warren wolf that's pretty profound to uh to to have heavy hitters like that what's that mean to you
0: i mean it means uh, a whole lot mind i'm not a super young upcoming um singer i've been Professional. I've been professionally doing this for over twenty years. I started when I was in my uh, teenage years in India, and then I migrated here. I got very <laughs> lucky that I landed in in Baltimore because you know everybody wants to go to New York, and it makes a lot of sense. That's what I wanted to do myself, but destiny brought me to Baltimore and to you know to the D.C. Washington area. And I got really, really fortunate to meet these two and other wonderful musicians that live here or or that are very active here. It made me feel pretty um, <laughs> amazing the fact that they um, they both had no hesitation when I asked if they wanted to be part of this record or not, because you know. You you can say oh I'm too busy for it or you know you can always make up some excuse but I didn't even have to finish the question <laughs> when uh, when I was asking Sean if he wanted to be on the record I just started mentioning that I was thinking about the studio and I didn't even have to ask he said yep I want to be part of it I mean it makes me, <laughs> makes me feel amazing because it's uh, it's that little I don't know it's like having a little confirmation that what I'm doing. Is the right thing, and that uh, all these years and uh, the sacrifices that I've made in um, really leaving my family and on the people that I love to pursue my career were actually were actually the right thing, and that those sacrifices were not in vain, but that they are actually slowly bringing something back that I kinda started thinking they were not gone that I wasn't gonna get anything back. I, I started doubting myself in the choices. So having them it's it's a confirmation that I just have to be a little more patient and keep pushing but that I'm on the right uh on the right path. So
2: talk to me about growing up in Italy. Talk to me a little bit about how you got involved with singing and jazz.
0: Well, you know, I grew up in a musical store in a mixed store, a musical family and my father owns a music store. Uh he owns a lot of records of course because we sell them. <laughs> And uh, I remember that um, one of the first songs that he taught me how to sing was Dream Little Dream. Um, He would play Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong. He loves Ray Charles and all these amazing musicians. So I I always gravitated towards that music because that's what my father really listened to. Uh, Although we we just listened to anything. Opera, my, my grandparents were opera singers, and we loved pop music. Some of my uncles were pop singers in Italy. Um but it's uh it's something about jazz that just attracted me more. There's also the component about the fact that really not many pop artists or rock artists or whatever that was not jazz really resonated with my my instrument. I have a very unusual low voice for a uh standard female singer through jazz. I actually bumped into singers that had similar sounding voices, or the use of the voice was a lot more gentler than uh, the usual pop belting. And, um, and that attracted me. The one thing that really, really made me gravitate towards it was the freedom. I, I was always attracted to improvising. I remember when I was very young, I was like in middle school, I used to, I didn't know that I was scat singing, but I was sketching singing over this old tune called Green Onions, Uh, I'm I'm sure you've heard it, it's like an organ tune Uh, from the 60s, and so I always gravitated toward improvising, and I always wanted to do things in a different way, even when I was performing non-jazz music, I would always naturally go in different places. Once I got familiar with jazz, it just really kept feeding my desire to... To be spontaneous and to go a different place and to be to feel free to also arrange in a different way songs without anybody really getting too offended or you know people that are used to sing songs uh, as uh as they are in the record of pop artists that, you know they, they don't like things done a little differently but in jazz we have the freedom to really give our personality full personality to the song and i guess that was a huge reason why I really, really gravitated towards it.
2: So what was the first live jazz show you ever saw that really impressed you?
0: Oh, that's very difficult because I've been going to concerts since before I remember. But I remember vividly uh, one Diddy Bridgewater concerts. She was in, in my hometown. She went to have me with a wonderful band. And uh, I, I, just, I, I was just enchanted by the freedom and the range that she uses and the dynamics and... Uh, Being, you know, going from being super gentle and and delicate with her voice like a a caress and moving to a more powerful way of using her instrument. That was really, uh, I remember that concert like I just saw it. And I guarantee you it was uh, over 20 years ago.
2: Was it always a dream of yours to get to America so that you could, you know, kind of really, you know, be a part of the american jazz scene and kind of pursue some things that you wanted to or was it just something that kind of happened
0: it wasn't always my dream because my uh my, i always wanted to sing but i never dreamt of singing <laughs> you know i always thought that it was going to be a thing on the side because i was never although i grew up in a musical family i was never pushed by my family to pursue this career i guess because of the past family members traumas with the business i was actually always discouraged to try it it actually happened when i was already like 26 years old 25 26 years old i went to a um berkeley workshop of two weeks in uh, umbria jazz which is a festival in in the center of italy and they do this great um, workshop of two weeks with our fantastic you know berkeley teachers and uh, donna McEroy, she was teaching there and I remember what she said to me and it resonated a lot with, uh, with me. She, she was the first person to make me think that this was kind of what I was supposed to do. And from that moment on, that's when I started thinking about the United States. I first went to Paris for some time and everybody there was telling me I needed to go to New York and just be in the United States. And, uh, one thing after the other, I navigated my way through through here, of course, you know. When you're little, you always dream about going to different places, and the United States, because of the music, are always the number one attraction for us. I I never dreamed of doing it until I was well in my twenties.
2: What is it that you like the best about being a professional musician?
0: Ah, <laughs> that's an interesting that's... question. Ah, it's not easy. You know what I think it is. Um, I am naturally and and nobody really really can tell when they see me but i'm actually very an introvert and i'm a little shy and i don't i'm very reserved i don't share much of my emotional uh, emotions and my state of minds with uh with with many people when i perform when you know when i do this those are these you know the two three hours that allow me to get a little more vulnerable and to open and to release that emotional side of uh, of me that it's always a little secluded through my, you know, my natural uh state of being very reserved. And I think that that's a great outlet because otherwise I would probably be a lot more sad <laughs> or more stressed, actually. I would be more stressed, but being on stage and even if it's not a stage and it's just a gig uh or jam with some friends I release so much of, of the emotions that I I experience on a daily basis and it just makes me feel better it just really makes me feel a lot better uh, Yeah I think that's that's the number one thing
2: So how does it feel to after all of this time of covid and lockdown and quarantine to get back on stage what 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 has that been like, and what do you hope we realize about the power of live music now that we're back?
0: Well, going you know going back has been has been fantastic. I I actually have been kind of on and off performing last year too because of you know I'm in a different state, and so some things compared to New York, like we we could perform outdoors and and stuff like that. But I remember the first concert that I did last last year after six months in the house. I was a total wreck. I was like almost I forgot how to do it. I was so nervous. So, so going back, going back to to performing has been very emotional, and it made me really realize how you know how I've been kind of taken for granted the gift of of of, of being able to do this. And until I was back on stage, I I kind of forgot how much amazing it is to have this tool. To be able to 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 perform live in front of people to see their faces because you know doing it online it, it's cool you're in your living room and you don't have to do much but you are missing that energy that um, that eye contact that really drives me to perform as you know my best abilities to answer your second question what what I hope and I'm I'm seeing that it's it's kind of happening for now is that for, for the audience to not underestimate that, that gift of live music either and to come out and support musicians and support the music and really remember how unique the live music experience is. And so far, I've been seeing a lot more people coming out. So I think that we, we've been in the house for so long, we're all tired of it. And, and people are really happy to, to come out and to support and to just be part of a, a unique moment. So
2: everyone has a perception or an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your fans. But ultimately, you live your life. You have a perception of yourself. Who do you think you are?
0: <laughs> you know, nobody has ever asked me this. <laughs> I mean, not in a kind way. You know, usually people say, like, who do you think you are? But that's right, not it. Right.
2: A big... <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: I, I think I am a a very flawed person that has been afraid of showing too much of these flaws but that now is discovering that it's absolutely perfect not to be perfect and um, I'm a very positive person. I want to I I just, I actually really want to bring joy when I when I meet people, when I perform, but in, in, in general in life, I am a very helpful person, so I think I am, you know, just a Person who has a lot of different experiences to share with uh, with others, and that I don't know. This is a very difficult question.
2: <laughs> you answered it. You you totally answered it. That's perfect. okay.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. this was a this wasn't a job interview because I don't know how that would have gotten me the gig. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know how fair that would be, but <laughs> at any rate, thank you for opening up. I saved the the hardest one for last. Thank you, Bacon, some time. Now, good luck with the album. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for for giving me uh, the honor to talk to you for for giving me the platform. I really, really appreciate it, and uh, I hope you like the record.
1: Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest vocalists from Italy, Baltimore, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Irene for her time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes store. Visit NeonJazz at youtube.com and for everything neon jazz all the time. Go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
0: Neon jazz.